0: Hello everyone and welcome to All Things Watched. In this video we are going to talk about Episode 1 of Season 2 of the brand new MCU Phase 5 Project which is titled What If? And like I said this is actually Season 2 and I was a huge fan of the first season and so I can't wait to jump into this one and talk about this one and watch the whole series and review the whole series and Episode 1 was titled What If Nebula Joined the Nova? corpse so let's just jump right into the scene so this episode opens with the death of yandu it opens with yandu uh and he's already dead by the time we see him and so of course by now nebula is already working for the nova corp and she is here with i believe this character is actually uh a character known as garth seal now i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that's who he is he's garth and seal and he's there and she's there investigating nebula uh, yandu's death and but of course she comes from a very dark past uh because she was a part of you know evil she was doing a lot of evil things before she joined the nova corps and so he is you know sort of yeah you know sort of slandering her and sort of reminding her of her history even though she knows who she is and she actually says in this scene as well she says to him I've earned my stripes here at Novacorp just the same as you and I really really like that and then of course it ends up breaking away and then the actual what if opening sequence plays uh, and this is actually something that they did not do in season 1 which is brand new here now in season 2 which is a lot of these episodes or at least you know a few of these episodes out of the first four they only have four episodes released at the time of me filling this uh, or uh, uh, recording this review but this is something that's a little bit different they sort of give you an opening scene and then they go into the opening sequence and then they sort of give you backstory of what universe or the circumstances of the universe that we're watching and then the story continues so Uh, I really liked how they did that here now I also want to think is worth mentioning as well that there is very much sort of like a dark noir Vibe to this whole thing and what it reminded me the most of is it actually reminded me of a combination of two different projects It really reminded me of Blade Runner, but it also really uh, reminded me of like a 10 or 15 minute uh, short anime from the the uh, Ma- matrix franchise specifically when they released the animatrix there was a little 10 to 15 minute short there which actually leads into the first matrix movie which was actually called the detective and that was all about trinity and the detective was trying to find trinity And I really got that vibe here, whereas Nebula sort of taking the place of that detective uh, and, you know, plus then it's like, you know, she's on this planet Xander, and it's very much like a Blade Runner type feeling so after we get the opening sequence now they start to give us a little bit of the backstory we see nebula here you know at you know sort of abandoned here in space and this is just like i said a little bit of a backstory whether sort of setting up the circumstances and explaining to us that when she was in this very dark know, a place she ends up getting saved by Nova Prime of the Nova Corp Uh, and you know they ends up uh, rescuing her and training her and whatnot they also explain here in this opening sequence right after the title uh, the opening title sequence they explain that Ronan the accuser actually ends up uh, overpowering and killing Thanos so he I guess is sort of uh, a bigger threat now than Thanos I did find that a little bit hard to believe, but at the same time this is a what if uh you know episode so you know it's, it probably would never really happen truly in the comics or in you know in reality this would not really happen Thanos you know Ronan would never actually be able to beat Thanos but here for this specific story like we said this is a what if and in this what if Ronan uh overpowered Thanos and so we learn that he is now sort of the threat of this universe and then they give us a really cool scene here with Nebula actually training you can see her front and center Uh, you know she's the only one that has like sort of like a a bluish skin so it was really cool to see her trained and i really loved that they also showed us uh, a lot of the circumstances of the actual moon or the planet xander Uh, you here you can see uh, where Ronan was actually coming and he came to actually destroy the planet altogether and so what the nova corp did is they ended up creating a shield and they literally used this shield to include close the entire planet so nobody can get in or out, including Ronan the Accuser. Now, this is sort of a callback, or very reminiscent, if you can remember, to the main Marvel Universe 616, uh, back to the second Avengers movie, Avengers Age of Ultron, when Tony Stark, Iron Man, was actually talking about putting a suit of iron around the, entol- uh, around the entire world. Well, that's sort of what NovaCorp did here with Xander. With, uh, they actually put the shield uh, and totally enclosed Xander uh, and now nothing can leave or, uh, you know, come or go. And so... Uh, to me, I just it really reminded me of that line that Tony Stark gives uh, in a previous, uh, you know, in one of the previous movies, uh, the second Avengers movie. So next, uh, it goes back to Nebula now, which, like I said, I really liked how they give us, uh, how they showed us at the ver- very beginning the story that's going to be told. But then they also show you the backstory and say, "Hey, in this universe, Ronan beat Thanos. In this universe, Nebula was saved by Nova Prime. In this universe, Nebula is trained as a uh, Nova." corp uh agent or special agent investigator in this universe nobody can leave or come or go to xandar because of you know because Ronan just hovering and waiting to attack and so now we go back to nebula and she's continuing her investigation for yandu and i really liked and i thought it was very clever uh the writing for this scene because she uses her hologram remember she's you know, uh, Nebula is very much a sort of a robot, so to speak, part or kind of like a cyborg, and she has the ability to do this kind of stuff, and she plays a video of Yandu and in the video, Yantu whistles, and so she's able to find the arrow that he controls. And I just thought it was very clever that she used a recording of him whistling to reveal and uncover some uh, some evidence. And when she gets the evidence, she ends up learning that uh, the, the evidence the evidence that she ends up finding is that the arrow actually has a map uh, sort of encoded or encrypted inside of it and she has no idea what it means or how to read it or even what it is so she ends up bringing uh... this uh... this arrow to uh, this person who's supposed to be, you know, in really high authority, and it, this, you know, sort of like a high roller here on Xander, with lots of resources, lots of connections, lots of intelligence, and of course, it turns out that this person is Howard, the Duck. And Howard the Duck is actually a full-time character in this episode, for the most part. I mean, he he plays a very big role in this episode, and I was really excited to see Howard the Duck uh, actually, you know, sort of take front and center stage. I really liked him in the main universe, but now I like him even more here in what if. It's just so cool to see Howard. And I loved him in this. Uh, the person that was voicing uh, um, voicing Howard the Duck was Seth Green, and he did a phenomenal job. And it was really cool seeing his back and forth with Nebula. He's very witty, very smart, but he was also very much a duck, which I really appreciated. So he tells her that he's not really 100% sure about what the map is or what it means but somebody else that's here at this bar is of course Korg, and he understands and knows who it is and knows what this map is, and he explains it to him. And Korg is definitely the the humor of this episode because, for the most part, it is a very dark noir type, you know, uh, you know, investigative uh, type thing, like a very uh, type type episode, I'm sorry, very much like Blade Runner, so it was good that we had Korg in here, because Korg was very much the comedic element, but so was Howard the Duck, Howard was really funny too, uh, and now these are not the only characters that we found in this bar either, you know, uh, Drax was there, Groot was there, and um, I can never remember the name of the other uh, the other character, I think his name was Scourge or something like that, the the, the other character, but anyways, we'll get to that uh, later on. So anyways, Nebula, uh, when she gets this little bit of information from Korg, she ends up going and breaking out uh, another character known as Jan-Rag, who was voiced by Jude La, and of course she needs uh, his help because of his intelligence and because of how smart he is, and so she breaks him out and helps him escape, and so he ends up taking her to, uh, they end up going to this certain location, and he uses his skills and his talents to sort of uh, infiltrate this base or this area that they're going to, or this form of supercomputer or whatever it, whatever it is, and they have a really funny back and forth here because he's trying to listen to this type thing which is digital and very much like a hologram but there's no actual gears or springs and she actually says that to him you know what are you listening for you know you can't hear anything which i just thought was really funny and also very true and it was uh to me i just i, I literally laughed out loud when i seen that because i i was thinking about because uh, even me i never really thought about the fact that this is digital and it was a hologram so i was Once she points it out, she's like, "Why are you listening to? There's nothing there." Then I was like, "Oh yeah." So I just thought it was really funny and really clever from the writing standpoint to to include those little bits there. And also, I want to really give a lot of credit to uh, Karen. Uh, Karen uh, Gillan, as well, who voices Nebula, uh, and actually plays Nebula, too, in the real live-action. Like, her voice, because she's narrating this entire episode, but she also does a really good job at speaking in the episode, too, and it's like her voice... Uh, how she speaks in the episode really matches how she narrates the episode and i just thought they did a really good job at blending the narration with her actually you know interacting with characters they did a really good job with that and so they end up getting in and then here we get some almost like (laughs) uh some very you know matrix type stuff here because once again nebula is a machine she is able to hook into the system and she is uh you know she's She's able to hook into the system and uh, you know basically get a whole bunch of information. However, once she gets locked into the system, then uh, Jan Rog or Jan ends up betraying her, which was a little bit predictable, I guess, because of the fact he was a bad guy and you know and she she was very likely uh, responsible for putting him there, I would imagine, or at least. You know, I had something to do with him going there, and so she, he ends up putting in sort of like this USB drive uh, into her operating system, which for, causes her to, you know, react in this way. It's, it's almost like it hurts her, sort of shutting her down. Now, personally, I thought it might have actually overwritten her code or something, or done something to her mechanics where she would actually turn evil. But it doesn't. It doesn't actually affect her in in that way. She's not actually evil. She just it seems like it just kind of hurts her, but. Either way, she's able to escape, and she gets out. Uh, or, well, actually, she passes out first. I, th- I think is what happened. She ends up passing out. Uh, she she escapes the machine, and then and and then ends up passing out somewhere landways. And then when she ends up waking up, she's surrounded by the Nova Corp. And this scene was actually almost hard to watch. They really beat her up. You know, they beat her literally to the point where she almost dies but she's able to regain just enough strength to get away Uh, she barely escapes but she do escape and then she ends up back at the casino which is ran by the high roller of course howard the duck and as you can see now some of the characters are starting to come together you got howard nebula groot and of course korg and and the other character, which I think is Scourge or Scourge, I can never remember his name, but I think it's Scourge. And of course, uh, they end up getting her uh, back to normal. And her and Howard actually ha- ends up having a really funny uh, banter, a really funny back and forth, where she's asking him if you know if he has a bunch of weapons, if he has a bunch of you know sort of like military grade weapons. And he's kind of not wanting ne- not wanting to tell on himself because she is a part of the Nova Corp. So he's like, well, let's just say hypothetically. I had these things and it was just really funny once again you know Seth Green and his voice of Howard the Duck he just did such a great job at, uh, at, at you know at, at voicing it and then of course Nebula you know, sort of playing off of them they just did a really good job with the editing and with the voiceovers and whatnot part of me uh, you know was curious if they done any of these scenes while they're actually in the same room or you know where was it just really edit it together, you know, just really well. So I wasn't really a hundred percent sure. So anyways, then we come to the next scene and we see them all grouped together now. Almost like uh, you know, this is sort of like a uh, I guess you could say uh, a what-if version of Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, which was really cool. And I would actually really like to see this team actually in real life. I'd love to see Korg, Nebula, Howard the Duck, Groot, and maybe even like Rocket Raccoon or somebody. Like, it would be really cool to see all these characters actually on the big screen. And so they get ready to go. And also, it's worth noticing as well, Howard the Duck has his red bandana on, which I think is probably the first time we actually seen that, because in the comics he wears a red bandana, and so uh, while while they are uh, you know uh, basically uh, you know during you know they're on their way now to go to Nova Prime and sort of you know set everything straight, uh, we see here that uh, Nova Prime ends up uh, opening up the shields, which would essentially allow uh, Ronan to come in and evade invade. <coughs> Excuse me, but. Uh, Nebula, and of course her gang of the Guardians, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, ends up intervening, and they get there just in time. And as you can see, uh, both sides of uh, you know both sides are squaring off of, with each other but it's also worth mentioning as well that uh, as you can see nebula is now wearing the thing on her head which Yandu used to use when he whistled to control the arrow so she sort of steps up and takes that place of Yandu and you know she's rocking the uh, the ravenger coat and she starts whistling and using her or using Yandu's um, arrow as well and she really does a good job with it so it was really cool to see nebula sort of step up into that plate especially with how guardians of the galaxy three ends guardians of the galaxy uh, number three ends with uh gamora sort of you know joining the ravengers and joining uh you know Yandu. so in this story in this what if episode one it was just really nice to see nebula sort of you know step up it was also really nice to see nebula have her own story as well i was really i really liked this one especially how it is like a very much a dark nowhere. so they end up having a really cool sequence here fighting sequence and Korg ends up just absolutely beating the crap out of these two soldiers and he's basically they treated him basically like hulk he really has a lot of the same powers as the hulk he's just smashing them and killing them and really putting them together uh and then uh, sort of the uh, the battle ends up concluding basically uh with uh, with nova prime she's hanging off the side of a building and nebula actually puts her hand out to save her but she ends up shooting at nebula she misses but in the you know during that little interaction of her trying to shoot uh you know trying to shoot nebula she ends up falling off and falling to her death and of course uh then Ronan, who's in his spaceship ends up dying because they close the shield which actually cuts the ship in half while he's in there and the ship explodes and all that good stuff which was probably the only part of this whole episode that i could say i thought was a little bit weak was because for one Ronan was strong enough to be able to overpower and kill Thanos but then he's defeated just because a shield cut the spaceship in half so that part I thought was a little inconsistent but that was only a very small nitpick and a very small complaint uh and then of course the final scene of the episode is now (laughs) when when nebula and her team has won and set everything straight and i believe they even opened up the the force field as well the, they took down the shield so that people could go and uh, you know sort of uh, come and go as they want and of course howard the duck is here and this is a really cool shot actually of howard because he not only does he have the red head man but he also has his military well or sort of like this military grade armor that he's wearing and the funniest part about it is that he actually has um, you know he really has his uh, martini there. So even after the heat of battle, he has his martini, and Nebula looks at him and tells him that he's safe, he's okay, and she's not gonna take away his liquor license and whatnot. And when she says that, he actually quacks like a duck. So I thought that was really funny as well because he is a duck. So it was really funny to see to see that. And honestly, I thought Howard the Duck and Nebula, of course, were the two stars of this show. They were definitely the best parts of the show. Uh, obviously nebula was the whole episode was based on her but howard the duck and seth uh green uh, speaking as howard the duck really just they really stole the show and their interaction was perfect and honestly i could watch an entire animated series just with this one team alone and uh, i really enjoyed episode one of what if I love this sort of uh, dark noir that, you know, that Marvel had, has done with these characters. And to me, it was really appropriate. Uh, you know, it really suited the character of Nebula. Because we haven't really, we've never really seen this side of Nebula in the MCU. It's always been sort of her either being extremely anger or angry and needing to, you know, sort of have, you know, always angry at Gamora. Or, you know, it took her a long time to really calm down and sort of. Turn over to the good side, but then by the time we get to Guardians of the Galaxy 3 She's you know, she does calm down a little bit and you know, she's a little less angry Uh, but I do feel like even though this is a what-if story I did feel like this could still be our nebula, you know, given another few years of her just sort of you know relearn you know learning who she is now that she's not a bad guy and stuff so I thought that for the the character of Nebula, the story development was done very well with this with this episode and I really liked it I thought this was a great episode. I thought it was a great way to uh, start season two of what if um if this is If this first episode is any indication to what the rest of the series is going to be, then I think that if Season 2 is going to be really, really good. And I think it's going to be a treat for everybody. And I can't wait to see where the story goes from here. I just hope that this is not, like, the best episode. Because I think this episode is going to be very hard to top. And I hope that this is not the best episode that they have. (laughs) Because I wouldn't want each episode to get worse as it goes. So... Uh, You know, so I'm hoping that this is not the best one that they have. I'm hoping that the episodes uh, will, you know, continue to get better and whatnot, uh, but like I said, this was really good. And also I think it's worth mentioning as well, the animation looks really, really well. You can tell that this is a very high budget animation. It looks really good. The sound was really good in this episode as well. The sound design, the sound engineering, and of course, the, uh, the obviously the story and the characters, but like I said, the animation and the sound were done very well as well. And this really did feel like a true what if story. I feel like season one, felt more like you know it was all of our characters that we always knew and loved and then but maybe like this was just a different version of those characters with the exception of thor because thor in season one was not like uh you know the thor that we're used to really uh but whereas with this series so far at least in this one episode even though this nebula felt very familiar she was very different and this really felt like a true what if uh, scenario as opposed to but anyways, folks, that's my review for episode 1 of What If Season 2. Let me know in the comment section below what you thought of this episode and tell me if you liked it. Uh, let me know why or why not. If you like this video, click that subscribe right button. And if you want to help us grow, like, share, comment, and all that good stuff. And uh, even if you're not a subscriber, comment anyways. I love talking uh, and hearing your opinions down in the comment section and all that good stuff. And that's pretty well all I've got. So until the next one.